What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 16 running back rankings. So going through the top 36 running backs and then splitting these players up into different tiers. If you guys enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'll have the wide receivers out today, and then I'll be going through the quarterbacks, tight ends, and the defenses tomorrow. But let's start off with my tier one running back. Just one guy here, Christian McCaffrey, at this point, he is locked in as the clear-cut running back one rest of season. He's the running back one on the season. Crazy impressive, super high weekly ceiling, um, also a very high weekly floor. Even in a tough matchup here against the Ravens, I still think he belongs in a tier by himself. Then looking at tier two, it's just going to be two running backs for me, uh, Kyron Williams and Rashad White. Kyron Williams, when healthy, has just been a monster. He's been a workhorse for this Rams offense. And then Rashad White has just been super consistent week after week, while also having some nice ceiling games, consistently has a solid workload, and then also is just involved as a pass catcher week after week. Now shifting into tier three, um, a little bit of a larger tier here. Going to start off with James Cook. He's definitely a huge riser after the uh, Bills week 15 game. The Bills just used James Cook as an absolute workhorse, gave him a huge workload on the ground. He was also very involved as a pass catcher. It's clear that the uh, switch in offensive coordinator has greatly benefited James Cook. He's way more involved in the uh, pass game, which is really going to give him a nice fantasy ceiling. I also just really like the matchup here against the Chargers. I think this is a game script that's going to favor the running backs, and I just think James Cook is going to be used as one of the top weapons here in this Bills offense. Then after James Cook, I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. Um, it seems like in that split with him and Devon Achan, they're going to be splitting touches, carries, targets pretty evenly, but Raheem Mostert is just way more involved on the goal line, which I just think makes him the significantly better fantasy option. Not a great matchup here against the Cowboys, but we honestly just saw their defense get shredded by James Cook, so I definitely don't think it's like a matchup we need to be avoiding, especially here with Raheem Mostert, who has been very impressive. Then after Mostert, going to go with uh, Elvin Kamara. Just had a very impressive fantasy season here. Even when he's splitting touches, he's still finding a way to get into the end zone or just being super involved as a uh, receiving option. Then I'm going to have Jameer Gibbs. He's coming off a uh, solid game in week 15. He's had some high ceiling games over the past few weeks. Not a great matchup here against the Vikings. And I do think it'll be interesting to see what the usage looks like between Jameer Gibbs and Dave Montgomery, because this Vikings defense brings pressure like no other. So I'm a little bit concerned that maybe the Lions shift a little more to Dave Montgomery, who they trust more as a uh, pass blocker. But I still think Jameer Gibbs is a very strong start. He's got to be someone you throw into your lineup week after week. Then uh, after Gibbs, going to go with Joe Mixon. With Jake Browning playing at a high level, Joe Mixon has been very impressive fantasy-wise. He's consistently getting into the end zone while also having a very strong weekly workload. Uh, two more guys in this tier. It's going to be Tony Pollard, who's not coming off a great game in Week 15, but prior to that, he had been a nice little run. Um, then Jonathan Taylor, no guarantee he plays this week, but it does seem like things are potentially trending in the direction of him playing. If he's active, I'm going to be firing him up even if it's in a uh, tough matchup here against the Falcons. We'll see about Zach Moss. Um, if both of these guys don't play, I'd view Sermon as like a running back three option. Probably wouldn't love playing Goodson, but who knows? We'll kind of see how the uh, injuries develop throughout the week. So that's going to be tier three. Now shifting into tier four, another pretty large tier. I'm actually going to start it off with Bijan Robinson. And I understand why people may think this is high for Bijan after just the disaster that was his week 15 game. Obviously, he didn't, you know, convert on his opportunities. He was very inefficient. He lost a fumble, and he was also just straight up out-touched by uh, Tyler Algier. 
for me, I'm willing to buy back in here. The Falcons offense did not look good. It's not like Algier was amazing with his opportunities. The offense struggled, like I said, only put up seven points. This is a nice matchup here for running backs going up against the Colts. Bijan's usage had been solid prior to the week 15 game, so I'm willing to bet on a uh, Bijan Robinson bounce back. After Bijan, we have another guy who's actually coming off a rough week 15 in Derrick Henry. Just an ultra inefficient game in week 15. Um, he had more touches than he had total yards, which is never a good sign. I think this is a nice bounce back spot. Plus matchup here against the Seahawks defense. He'll have a solid workload. I still like Derrick Henry as like a fringe running back one play. Then we're going to go with Isaiah Pacheco. This is obviously going to be assuming that he's playing in this game. It does seem like things are trending in him being active here. Um, going up against the Raiders. I like the matchup. Isaiah Pacheco had been on a nice run prior to going down with injury. If Pacheco doesn't play, I'd view CEH as probably like a fringe running back two, and then Jerick McKinnon as more of like a back-end RB3 play. If Pacheco's playing, like you can see here, he'd be a fringe running back one. Then I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. He had the really impressive run kind of in the middle of the season, has definitely fallen off as of late. Still been a fine fantasy option. Not a great matchup here against the Buccaneers. We'll see what uh, Trevor Lawrence's status is. I would definitely feel better about ETN if uh, Trevor Lawrence is healthy and in the lineup. After ETN, another one of these running backs who had a rough week 15, Brees Hall. I mean, Brees Hall had just consistently week after week been giving you a nice fantasy floor in PPR scoring leagues. Even in games where this Jets offense just looked terrible, he would figure out a way to give you fantasy production. He kind of, you know, broke that streak here in week 15. Not a great game. I like the matchup here against the Commanders. I would definitely feel a lot better about Brees Hall if Zach Wilson was healthy. This offense just seems to operate better when he's at the quarterback position. But even without Zach Wilson, I still think Brees is playable as like a running back two option. After Brees Hall, I'm going to go with uh, David Montgomery. Like I mentioned with Jameer Gibbs, I do think this could be a little bit of a bump for Montgomery in the usage department, just in terms of his ability as a blocker and how the Lions trust him in that aspect going up against this Vikings defense. But I do just think Jameer Gibbs has proven to be the more valuable option after Montgomery's comeback from injury, Jameer Gibbs has just straight up outproduced him. He has more ways to put up points, especially now that he's getting into the end zone. So I still think Montgomery's a solid running back too, but definitely not dominating the touches like he was um, earlier on in the season. Then we're going to have Saquon Barkley. He was a guy who was coming off of back-to-back -back nice games, was getting into the end zone. We kind of saw what the floor could look like of this Giants offense. Pretty much did nothing, um, you know, relevant fantasy-wise in Week 15. He just draws a really tough matchup here against the Eagles. So even as the focal point of this offense, I definitely still think he's playable, but it's just a bad matchup on an offense that I don't have a ton of confidence in. I'm going to be wrapping up Tier 4 with uh, Devon Achan. Talked about him with Raheem Mostert. I still think Achan is going to see a decent number of opportunities. He's just not going to dominate the touches like some of the guys ahead of him, the Saquon Barkleys, Brees Halls, you know, the Derrick Henrys, players like that. Um, he's still going to be involved. He still has the ability to break off big plays. But what gave him that super high ceiling early on in the season was that he could break off those huge plays. He would have a solid workload, but he was also mixing in on the goal line, which would really help him in the touchdown department. That has not been the case since he's come off of IR. So somewhat concerning there, but still playable as like a mid-tier uh, running back two option. Now looking into tier five, these are going to be like our mid to back end RB2s to our like high end running back three plays. Going to start it off with Ezekiel Elliott. This is obviously going to be assuming that our Ramondre is not able to go. Zeke showcased a nice workload with no Ramondre. He had one really impressive game in week 14. Not as great here in week 15. Decent matchup here 
against this Broncos defense. I think he's definitely playable just volume-wise and his involvement as a pass catcher as like a mid-tier running back too. Then I'm going to have Aaron Jones. Um, didn't have crazy usage in terms of his snaps and route participation. He was in a pretty heavy split even without A.J. Dillon in the lineup, but I think he could kind of improve on that coming back from injury his second game back. I like the matchup here against the Panthers, so that's why I have him as my running back 20. Then I'm going to go with James Conner. Um, used as a workhorse in week uh, 15. We did see Amari DiMercato break the long touchdown, but James Conner was pretty impressive in his touches against a really tough 49ers defense. So I think you feel confident firing him up as a running back two against the Bears. Another guy coming off a really solid week 15 game, Ty Chandler, dominated the touches with no Alexander Madison. This is going to be assuming that Madison is uh, not playing in this game. But even if Madison is back, I still think Chandler has to be viewed as the better option. You know, we really didn't see much from Madison, even though he was a starter for pretty much the entire season or, you know, just the entire season. Ty Chandler gets one crack at being the top running back and he puts together a monster game. So I don't love the matchup here against the Lions. They've actually allowed the fewest points per game to the running back position. But if Chandler's dominating the opportunities, getting involved as a pass catcher, I still think he is definitely a solid fantasy start, even in a rough matchup. Um, After Chandler, going to go with DeAndre Swift. He has definitely been on a tough run here. I think the usage was fine in week 15, even if it didn't lead to a huge fantasy game. I like the matchup here against the Giants, and I'm still willing to, uh, you know, throw Swift in there as like a back-end RB2 play. And then wrapping up my top 24, we're going to have Kenneth Walker. After him and Charbonnet were pretty much in a dead-even 50-50 split in week 14, Walker definitely kind of broke away as the top option after the week 15 game. Had a really impressive performance against a very tough Eagles run defense. So I like Kenneth Walker here going up against the Titans. After Walker, we're going to have a guy who's been dominating the opportunities in his offense, Devin Singletary. Now, I don't love the matchup here against the Browns. Unfortunately, it also looks like CJ Stroud is not going to be able to play um, in week 16, which I do think is a big hit to this offense. But the way Singletary's been dominating the opportunities, I still think he's very relevant as like a high-end running back three play. A guy in kind of a similar position, probably not going to be on a great offense this week, uh, Chuba Hubbard going up against the Packers. Definitely a much better matchup, um, but Hubbard's been dominating the opportunities. Sanders is locked in there as like the clear-cut running back too. Chuba's going to have a solid workload on the ground, not a non-factor as a pass catcher, and should have the touchdown upside You know, if the Panthers are actually in range to score. So I like Hubbard there. And then Gus Edwards, I think is definitely a huge riser. Um, with the injury to Keaton Mitchell, that Ravens running back room just continues to be like a death sentence for these running backs and these season-ending injuries. But Gus Edwards is the guy who benefits. Not a great matchup here against the uh, 49ers, but he'll have solid usage. I still think the Ravens will be able to move the ball, and we know he has a lot of upside when it comes to getting into the end zone. And then the final running back here in Tier 5 is going to be Javante Williams. Not a great matchup here against the Patriots. He's been a little bit underwhelming as of late, but the usage has still been fine. His weekly workload has been solid. I think he's definitely a uh, you know solid high-end running back three play. Now pivoting into tier six, these are guys that I definitely still think are playable. You may not love them as like your top options, but you could definitely throw them in there. Going to start off with Jerome Ford. Prior to week 15, he had just been very consistent week after week. He definitely hadn't showcased much of a ceiling, but... That's kind of what you're getting at this point with the running backs. Then I'm going to have Zamir White, and this is obviously assuming Josh Jacobs is not able to play. For Jacobs, I just think he's entering um, free agency. This is not a competitive team in terms of the playoffs. 
I don't see why he's going to rush back from an injury. It just doesn't make a ton of sense for me. Uh, but Zamir White saw really solid usage in the Thursday night game. I am a little bit concerned based on the game script in this one. If he's going to see that same usage, if they're trailing, maybe they shift more to Amir Abdullah, who's more of like that third down passing down back. But I still think Zamir White is a fine mid-tier RB3. And then we have Austin Eckler here as my running back 31, just a massive faller from where he was drafted heading into the season to where he's at now. I really don't know if I can rank him much higher here. This is not a good matchup against this Bills defense. His workload has really been cut down significantly. He's still going to be involved as a pass catcher, but on a bad offense, the carries are getting split between guys like Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller. It's just really not a good look here for Austin Eckler. So don't think he's much more than like a mid-tier RB3 at this point. And then the final guy in this tier is going to be Jalen Warren. I actually have him and Najee back-to-back, but they are separated by tiers, and I do think there's a pretty decent difference between these guys. Uh, Jalen Warren can give you solid fantasy production without getting into the end zone. I don't want to have to be relying on touchdowns like we will with Najee um, on the Steelers offense. And then looking at tier seven, like I mentioned, going to start it off with Najee Harris here. Not super excited about it. Would not like these guys in my lineup, but if you're desperate, I get it. Then we have Antonio Gibson. This is going to be assuming that Brian Robinson is not able to play. Really haven't gotten you know many reports on his status here heading into week 16. So Gibson would likely be the leader of that backfield, but it was definitely a solid split, a three-headed committee in week 15. Then I'm going to have Roshan Johnson. He led the Bears backfield in week 15, but it was forming in week 14. Not a lot of consistency there, and it is a three-headed committee with our Roshan Johnson, Deonta Foreman, and Khalil Herbert. And then wrapping up this video with Tajay Spears, Definitely not someone who I want to trust week to week in my lineup, but he has some receiving upside. If the uh, Seahawks end up going ahead early, could definitely be the uh, beneficiary of that game script. But that's going to wrap it up for my top 36 running backs. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. If you did, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, uh, check out the wide receivers if you guys are interested in that. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.